no, of course, we're not using that fancy mic. And we're in a different room. And we're in a different room. The computer's on, so apologies. Uh, right, so to continue our chat, we are on to uh, category number four, the Not Bushido Podcast Bushido Moment of the Year. Uh, I'm just going to run down the little list that we've got. We've, we've missed stuff. We, of course we have, but like here we go. What, what is time? What even is time? Um, start going back to tournaments is the first one. Um, I've written down Ol's Bludgeon, by which I mean your prefecture list. Yes. Um, then we've got me getting a podium at a tournament for the first time in my life. Um, then uh, we've got the Shiho release. Uh, we've got Jason and Andy just generally being uh, trolls and teasing stuff on the Discord all the time. But yeah, yeah all those little cryptic hints. Um, <laughs> this model goes very well with redacted. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, then we've got the Brotherhood release, which technically is a 2020 release, but it was quite <coughs> late and 2020 was a tire fire. So. Uh, we're I, th- I it. think it counts. Um, then we've got the Eat Rice Roll Dice podcast. Presuming I've got those four words the right way around. I think I'm so. I'm not even sure. Um, the all four in there, and there's nothing else. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we've got the dice release, um, and uh, like another personal one for me. I completed my whole faction of Ito painted. Um, so let's uh, let's go through. So I reckon what we need to do is we need to get this down to a joint three. Okay. Okay. That should be possible. Yeah. Uh, we can think <coughs> about maybe ordering them or like picking two runners up and a winner. I, I mean, for a start, three of the three or four of the categories are kind of the same. Ah, oh, but are they? This is what we need to figure out. Where's the nuance? Uh, I mean, so the tournaments was it was lovely playing games again in that way. Yes. Okay. Let's let's yeah start with talking about the tournaments. Um, yeah, it was nice. I, I'm not even like a big tournament guy, but I do enjoy a Bushido tournament. I, I'm not anymore. I yeah. used to be. Well, I mean, I used to travel over here two or three times a year to play tournaments when I was in my <laughs> early twenties. Yeah. So, I mean, d- despite my um, in the, I can't remember what I was going to say actually. Despite your inability. I mean, in general. Really. <laughs> um, oh, despite my inability to finish a game, yeah. um, in general, mm. historically, um, I do. I do just enjoy seeing people and, and seeing how different people try stuff. Um, seeing models I sculpted on the table is awesome. So, like, I bet it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been really nice to get back to that. I, I think eighteen months of just hiatus. For life has been. Um, it's, it's, it's one of those signifiers that we're getting back to normal in a, a bit, and then uh, yeah, wrong, but yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and well, it's just fun, like spending a whole day of mucking about playing mm. some games. And we did for the first time uh, on the way to the first tournament the whole um, badly recorded in a car discussion, which. I found fun. Yes. And uh, it seemed pretty popular. Response was pretty positive to that. Which so. means that we need to probably go to more tournaments and record <coughs> more of those. Yes. Um, neither of us going to the Masters, which is coming up in a week from when we're recording this. Yeah. A week today. Um, it's just a bit too much travel <sighs> and then like time off work for you, I think. The next yeah, day, well, and, and like my... 
uh, work like for me changes tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a big reorganization, and the last bit is coming in literally tomorrow. So taking most of the time around the weekend off is is not great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, for me, it was the, the fact it was on a Sunday and going. I could go up to is it in Manchester? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, up and down one day and play four games of the That's, Chico, but that doesn't sound fun. I just don't think so. Uh, so we, anyway, we, we are not twenty anymore. No, um, that that's sold out anyway, and uh, yeah, it should be cool. Um, okay, so I don't know. There's much more to say about that right now. Actually, I have one thing more to say about the Grandmasters. Oh, okay, about the Masters. Yes. Okay. Well, it's the... Because we might actually see the first of the planned story progression. So we'll talk about the Masters in anticipation then, I guess. Yes, I suppose. So that's the warning. That fits in there, yeah. Yeah, so... um, So we move on to Old's Bludgeon. We're not cutting anything from this list yet. We're just talking about each thing. So your your Bludgeon... Um, so I have, despite what what I thought I would ever be playing in Bushido, been playing a list of pretty much just people who hit stuff in the face. Yeah, and it's been really fun. Just you've only got one non-human. Yeah, and she looks and, like she, and she looks like a human. Yeah. Um, so be- quickly run over what the list uh, has in it, I guess, so people who haven't um, seen it. No. Uh, Hagana. Yeah. Uh, Genji and Iji. Um, Matsu. Great Pilgrim. Was that everyone? That might be everyone. No, uh, one of the female 14 Rise Samurais. Pachiko. Yes. Yeah. Although the other one is pretty much interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, so I understand. And uh, Hagane's got the uh, Airborne Deed. Yeah, yes. Oh, now, now in famous upgrade to give her Bansai. Yeah. And the um, the theme is obviously Blood. Yes. Blood and Dragon. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for it being a straightforward yes. list. Yes. Oh, the, know what the, you're going to do. The, 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 the problem with it being a straightforward list is when I play it badly, I don't have any tricks that can pull me out of a hole. Yeah. <laughs> it, its answer for most questions <laughs> is katana? Or lightning. Yeah. Yeah. If that doesn't immediately work, then you have to you have a problem. Yeah. The thing is, like, you, you're shored up pretty well against, like, fear, control, because you're yes. all, all except for one, key two. And I can gain fearless when I charge, and if I fail a fear test, I then gain fearless after the activation is over. Yes. <laughs> so you, you are fairly well shored up against the long-term effects of, of Oh, and, ev- and, and everyone has bravery. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, so <laughs> fear, not a problem. Um, a post-key test, less of a problem... Uh, I mean, shooting, you've got decent armor. Yeah. Uh, combat. Well, and that's what you and do. I shoot really well, actually. Not long ranged. Mm. Yeah, and you have knock on effects rather than just damage. Yeah. Um, with the stun. Oh, it's, it's, it's actually quite, it feels like quite a well rounded list. It just requires me to play it better. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a good list. When, you, when you've played it um, and, and lost, what is it that's beaten you? misapplying resources. But what about what factions, like what what lists have you faced? Have they done anything specific which has been the main problem for you? Or is it literally mismanagement? No, like when I I lost the last game at the first tournament we went to against James which was just like, I let myself get funneled into just fighting his front line, which was Mm. dumb. 
Yeah. Because even, even I can't chew through, chew through through that fast enough. Yeah. Well, uh, well, what was his front line? Just Cairo? Or? Uh, Gashadokuro. Gashadokuro. Yeah. And, um, oh, what's the, the evil Tengu thing who did his... Rockero. Rockero, who did his reflection of the void thing and were like, oh, your great pilgrim is on one wound now. Ah. Oh. Yeah, even though they've only got three wounds, those Gashtokaro, uh, they are yeah. so hard to kill. Um, um, so it's, it's just things like that. So, I mean, the list itself works very well. It's mm. just like you... Have, You've got reasonably low model count, so if someone else fronts up with some, some stuff which can tank your attacks... Yes, then that's problematic. you don't have an awful lot to start going collecting objectives. No, no, no. I, I really need to kill some models fast to gain... Local superiority. Yeah, and I suppose Temple could be a bit of a challenge. With I haven't played against them. Oh, that's not true. I played against them once. Um, at the game lasted until like turn four when I'd killed everyone. Okay. I would have thought that then, like in a scenario situation, uh, especially was... zones, them throwing you about as much as they could might be a problem. No, that wasn't Temple. That was, sorry, that was a uh, Temple looking uh, Silverman list, actually, just with <laughs> lots of people in. So I was like, oh, yeah. But so, yeah, no, I haven't actually played Monks. Okay. I think Monks might be an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, that could be problematic, but it's been a lot of fun. In a way, I wasn't really expecting it to be. Yeah. Which I suppose is a good advert for, like, just try things. You don't easy. necessarily need to have all the tricks. No, I do want tricks, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, was, I thought when I, before I came up with that list, I actually bought a bunch of stuff for a cult list. Yeah. Still in its box, because... Well, it turned out. Enjoying uh, that so much. Yeah. And of course, you got it all painted almost before you started playing it, I think. Yes. Which is fun. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's a nice sort of encouragement to have, isn't it? I, I think for me, actually, it helped that I just bought the list. Yeah. Like, I literally just bought those six models. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to do this thing. Let's not. Mm, I'm, not I'm not buying the, the faction and then yeah. painting it. No, no. I bought the list I'm going to play. Done. Yeah. I now own some more models. Which predictably are not painted yet. <laughs> I, think, I think maybe if we ever get back to doing episodes where we talk about an idea in gaming, um, I think the idea of buying uh, a thing you want to play versus buying a whole faction speculatively, even slowly building mm. it up and then putting together lists, I think there's an interesting yes. discussion in there. There's certainly impacts potentially for your pile of shame. But, uh, yes, yes. Um, well, okay, let's move on. Um, <laughs> We'll come back briefly to all of these when we try to cut down to three. So uh, my podium is, is next. Um, it, I have never got a podium place in any tournament of any game, no event of any game ever before. That's interesting. Um, I'm just never been very competitive in in the way I play, and honestly, it's not just. It's, I'm not making. A, it's not like oh, I'd be grandmaster if I really tried to be competitive. No, it's not that. My brain doesn't really work that way. No, I like discussing some of the competitive ideas as episodes of this podcast. Yeah, are evident, but but you don't really apply them. No, I get I get massive. Um, what do you call it? Uh, decision anxiety or thing. Um, um, analysis paralysis. Yeah, I get that a lot, and that's that's why I, I'm often slow in mm. games. Um, I have once got an award for uh, best painted, yeah, or best army. Um, not for machine arts. Well, it's in- interestingly, that's not a thing I have in games. Like yeah. I just make decisions pretty much immediately, which sometimes is a problem. Oh yeah, I, I yes, I can freeze up quite a lot. So I mean, we've talked about your list. Like I can't, I can't divorce 
me getting a podium spot from two factors, I guess. One, us getting back to tournaments, and this tournament had a fair few people who weren't that experienced. Yeah. Um, and my list, which was a... It looked a bit like Lords of Izu, Izu yeah. in some ways, but it wasn't. It was a ba- order for battle Ito list. Um, and I just had a lot a lot of models and a lot of like interchangeability in the sideboard. Yeah. Um, and I remember Andy seeing my list before the event. It was like, I don't really see what Ben's doing with this. And I think it... Uh, it's, because Masters, the, it's because there wasn't a trick. It was just yeah. here. Well, if, if there was anything to it, it was redundancy for yeah. like oh, I'm coming up against that kind of list. Well, I'll swap this about, and then I've got an answer to it. Fear was a worry for me, because it was just a load of key one people. Yeah. But then, of course, you introduce uh, the banner guy. And then, yeah. So it had some answers to everything. It, they just weren't necessarily fully com- comprehensive answers, and I got lucky with the factions I came up against, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I lost my first game anyway. Um, that was horrible. But So I was quite pleased that I managed to get you know, a couple of yeah. wins out, out of uh, out of that list. It was interesting, um, and yeah, great feeling to actually uh, get a podium for the first time because um, that's never what I've been there for. Mm. Like, if I get above halfway in the king, I'm pleased. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, there's that. Uh, then we've got uh, the Shiho release, which uh, obviously had some. Problems with uh, COVID and stuff. It was a bit late, and I think yeah. it came out, and then couldn't get some things, and then you could get them yeah. again or something. I don't know what, what was the last two years anyway. Um, but I really liked those models. They're all sculpted by Kevin, who um, is is fantastic. Uh, mm. And so I'm really glad that Gordon went with him, just basically do that whole faction. It's giving them a very nice cohesive look. Yes, yeah. Um, if there's anything that I'm not keen on about the Shiho faction, mm. uh, it is there's a little bit too much similarity with all the models for me, like just aesthetically. Yeah. But I'm. I mean, obviously, we've seen some stuff for future releases. Yes. Where they really break out of that. Yeah, because that was all with the latest one. That was a little bit more like. Oh, look, it's another samurai with a bow and a hat. Yes. I mean, that's nice, but we have five of them. Yeah, so um, it, was, it was definitely interesting. Well, okay, so for a long time, people were talking about the Shiho and they were actually running Wolf Clan. It's like, okay, it's Shiho, but it's very specific sub faction. Yeah, and this is on. one of the bits where like, the sub faction aspect of Bushido becomes a, a, a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but I really like the way that they brought out the walls beforehand. Obviously, that was the year before. Mm. But um, as a like teaser. initial teaser, and then we'll come to the Brotherhood in a minute. But then that was a little further teaser of how you know things might go. And then Shiho drop, and it's like, oh, you've got all these. So, so Jason had to write another samurai faction. Mm. I mean, there's already three in the game. Yeah. Uh, so, and you've got these sort of middle of the road armoured but have an army sort of yeah. uh, prefecture. You've got the very heavily army hit you armoured hit you with a big stick, Minamoto. And you've got uh, the less armoured but really fast yeah, Ito. Yeah, exactly. So like where do you go? And he he's done he did this interesting inversion which I think fits really well narratively where your samurai are not not the elite well fighters. Trained. 
that you have come to expect. Because they're all young and yeah. they're, they're not that experienced. They all have martial prowess because samurai have martial prowess. Fine. Yeah, sure. Um, goes, with, goes with the keyword. Yes, but they're all basically melee too. Um, mm. All the regular samurai, but you get a lot of them. They're cheap, and your Ashikara are more expensive because they're the ones who yeah. fought. Who can last actually war. fight? Yeah, yeah, um, and they're generally older um, and more experienced. I really like that. I, I love all the like the flanking bullshit they do. I think my favourite mechanic that's in the whole faction is the uh, the Haimin. The, uh, oh, the three peasants yes. that could be a samurai, maybe yes. find out. Um, I really like that. Haven't seen them on the board yet. Um, as as a Shiho faction, I've, I've played against a very Ronin heavy. Yes, Shiho. I think we played against the yeah. same list, and I've played against the wolves, but uh, I haven't played against like vanilla Shiho yeah. yet. Uh, so I'm looking forward to playing them, but. Um, I, yeah, I think I really enjoyed the Shiho release. Um, uh, yeah, I think old, and Jin paintings, painting of the like starting wave. Mm, lovely, beautiful. Um, even better when I saw them at Salute. Weird Salute. I, oh, I should have put Salute on the on the. Oh, it's not really Bushido related, is it? Um, okay, so shall we move on? Yes. Okay, Jason and Andy teasing uh, people on Discord. I mean, you could you could expand it a little bit because there's actually been a lot of preview of stuff happening across GCT social media in general. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, yeah. Let's talk about GCT social media in general. So they brought on uh, Alex last year to do to manage the yeah. social media, uh, which uh, has been a really good thing uh, because you've had some consistent mm. posts on the blog and stuff. Um, you know, as has been repeated so many times. Gordon and Odin work on this part time, you know, yeah. evenings and weekends sort of job. Um, Jason does as well. Yeah, he, Andy. Yeah. Uh, so it, to have someone whose sole responsibility, uh, certainly not his full time job, but sole responsibility is it's, to do the social side, I think has been uh, really positive. Well, no one else really had time. It was like, yeah. oh, I, I, I need <clears throat> to find time, but. And the creation of the, I think the Discord server was established in 2020. Probably, um, I could, I could go and check, yeah. but I'm not going to. Uh, but that coincided with, uh, you know, the quote unquote death of Guild Ball. Yes. And a migration of uh, people over onto the Discord, especially. Mm. Uh, I think that ties in with like general dissatisfaction with Facebook and all that sort of thing. But it meant that the Discord yeah. sort of emerged as the social hub community. Um, as opposed to, I think the Facebook page was probably leading before that. Twitter's never been much, or Instagram really. And, well, the uh, Instagram is new. Yeah, well, that's thanks to Alex. Um, the second Instagram account, if you search GCT Bushido or whatever it is, yeah. you will find two accounts, but for yeah. reasons. Um, one is dead, obviously. The uh, the GCT forums continue to be just a bit pants and old, um, and that's just... Sort of gone the way of all forums. Unfortunately, Facebook has killed forums. Discord, I think, is um, a better thing than Facebook. Yeah. Search is better. Uh, it's not it, hard. And it doesn't surface things by like how much engagement there is, but it's just a it's just a chat room, basically. Yes. So, it's yeah. IRC chat room. I do lament the death of forums. <laughs> forums are, yeah. it, I mean, it actually does use... You can use some of the yes, short codes for IRC. <laughs> Thing is a circle, uh, so yeah, and 
Discord has become the hub for uh, rules, queries. Yep. Uh, if you want the errata, really, that's where you want to go. And it, it, you can do a decent search for, to see if someone has come yeah. up with something beforehand. And then you've got Jason and Andy hanging out on there yeah. uh, a lot. And answering questions pretty well. Um, getting called out when they uh, have answered it like, effectively the wrong way. Actually, that's been an interesting thing. The Roll Better podcast guys... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming it's just them. I'm accusing them right now. No, um, <laughs> but other people from the guild hall, the guild ball community, coming across and expecting rules to be a bit tighter. Suddenly, looking at them in more details. Yeah, and and like really go through like the step by step. But wait, wait. When I get to step four B, it doesn't seem to work anymore. Yeah, and so you, which is valuable, really. Yes, what I like. I mean. It can cause friction when someone turns around and goes, oh, but well, the rule literally says this. Yeah. And then someone else is like, yeah, but that's not how it should be. And they're like, well, yeah, but, but why? Just yeah. because that's... And it's important to to have those conversations so that you can then adapt. And there's been times where, you know, Jason and Andy have been like, oh, that's not how it works. And then they've been like... <laughs> Gone away, look. Oh, actually, no, you're right. Um, turns out, writing <laughs> games, especially part-time, is hard. Um, yeah. So... It's been interesting to have that sort of feedback. There's a good development uh, channel on the Discord where people, you know, suggest ways we could we could move and so on. So um, hmm. yeah, that's been pretty cool. But yeah, I just really enjoyed Jason and Andy uh, just being like, "Oh, not yet." <laughs> uh, oh, this model, yeah, that works really well with oh upcoming stuff. Oh yeah, things like oh Ito Cobra, yeah, he combos really well with Nayako, but you can't see the rest of his card. Hmm. At time of recording, you can see the rest of his cards somewhere, but I don't think it's official and I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> I, I, Excuse me. I, I, I enjoyed Jason like casually dropping in that um, apparently uh, Jung is getting two more captains. I didn't know that. Well, I didn't know that either, but he made a comment going like, oh, the next two, one is really traditional and one is very different. Oh, Okay. <laughs> well, interesting. I mean, timelines is always a thing because, like, well, look, I'm I'm going to point this out because if if you're uh, if you're astute, you will have picked it up already. Um, if Jason's saying there's two captains coming out, and I'm surprised, and I, that means I haven't seen the artwork, yeah. or I don't know that the artwork is for that is for is that for a captain. It could just I could just be like, oh, I've got that artwork, but it's so far off that uh, we haven't properly discussed it. Yet. Yeah. You can take that as some indicator of the timeline of a next captain, don't, perhaps. Don't expect it in the next couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, no, it's, I, I, I definitely enjoyed enjoyed specifically their teasers as part of uh, as part of the whole social media thing. Uh, Brotherhood. Mm. I don't know. Do you want to start? Because um, I'm aware that I'm going to talk a lot about Well, it. I was going to... I mean, I don't actually own any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have looked at them, but, like, there wasn't anything I particularly wanted, like, immediately to fit into anywhere. Yeah. So, mostly, I have just been, like, spectating it. Yeah. It's a cool idea. Like, I really enjoyed seeing, like, a wider range of characters from, from outside of the main things. Yeah, I think uh, the... Deepening the world. The initial idea, I think I've spoken about it before on the podcast, but just mm. like could quickly go over it. 
the idea was uh, Gordon approached everyone approached spoke to all of the guys involved in creating Bushido pretty much like the core team yeah. if you want and said right go away design a model uh, a, a character that uh, Hirato in his exile will have met and teamed up with in some way uh, doesn't mean he has to like them but you know whatever mm. there's no real restrictions uh, except for no nothing bigger than a 40 mil uh, that that was really you can't create your own great Akami yes I mean it was kind <laughs> of like we need to make this box kind of work as a, as a hundred yeah. price list and uh, also it needs to all go in the box and not be incredibly heavy or incredibly expensive yeah so a 50 mil model you know there's a shitload of metal or his resin would have been a problem yeah um, I mean that didn't stop me designing mine with uh, like six components or something but uh yeah, so we all went away and designed our thing, didn't speak to one another, and then came back and, and spoke to one another. Mm. And um, and then, you know, I think Jason obviously had written full profiles for his, Andy had written a profile for his, and I also wrote a profile for mine. Gordon said, like, you know, this is what I want him to feel like. And yeah. Jason, I think, wrote all the rules for that. And, yeah, we went through rewrites and stuff, and it was... Um, it was really cool. Um, and to try and mirror that uh, approach, uh, so one of the things we often do is, like, if we're doing a box set, uh, we try to have one sculpt to do all the models in that box. Mm. Uh, I mean, quite often don't manage to do that, but we aim for that because it creates consistency. Cohesion, yeah. Uh, or, for instance, the starter sets that we've uh, got, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so the current starter set, which is pretty much out of stock everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I did three of the models, and uh, well, basically, I we had Andy do uh, Andrew do one half, and me do the other half. Yeah. I, mean, I think I can't yeah, exactly. Approximately, that's fine. But with this one, uh, my idea was to like highlight the fact that it's this disparate group. Yeah. So so each sculpt each, each sculpt to buy a different sculptor. Yeah. Unfortunately, we were let down by uh, a guy who was doing his first sculpt for us. Um, so I, uh, we did actually end up doubling up on Sculptor yeah. um, on one of the characters, which was a shame, but whatever. Um, so yeah, I think they it's an interesting concept because it's a box that has something for almost everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, presumably you can get them separately as well now, but uh, I picked up the box because obviously I, it was a really interesting project. Um, and yeah, and I did a horse for it, the first horse in Bushido. Uh, who Which I'm really pleased with, actually. Probably um, the least problematic cavalry model to face because the other one's all terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has his moments, definitely, but he um, uh, he doesn't run in Ito, so yeah. I need, need to get a second faction. I mean, that's not a problem. I have models on the shelf, but like, <laughs> you know, I, I've only really played Ito for so long. Um, but he does work for Dissension, and that's my next interest mm. because I want to go softer and faster. Yes, <laughs> um, and not as hard hitting. Um, yeah, and you've got the narrative side of the box as well, I suppose. Mm. Of slowly introducing uh, Hirato back to the Dwarves. Um, yeah, move on. 
I think so. Okay, Eat Rice Roll Dice podcast by Beard. Yeah. People from Gilball uh, scene will know him, of course, but I mean, most people listening to this podcast will have listened to his podcast. I think he's treating it as like a season of podcasts, isn't he? Yeah, I think... I mean, he's basically going to, as far as I understand, he's going to be doing one episode per faction. Yeah. Having one person on to go like, oh, would you like to do a list from this faction? Yeah, and I think he's trying to do that once a month. Yeah, one, one a month. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, we, we gave it a little mention, I think, at the end of the last recording. But uh, it's been really interesting to listen to his, like, you know, hypothetical tournament. What list would you bring and why? Well, it comes back to the whole, like, it's interesting to hear people's ideas about their lists. Yeah. And, like, properly talk about that and go like, well, why are you doing this thing? Yeah, and, and, and get in-depth about it. And, uh, you know, one of the things I like about tournaments is seeing things from different metas. Mm. Because you play with all your, all your mates locally, and then you go you to get used to things. and you're like, oh, wait, you could do that. Or, oh, I've never seen anyone run that sort of approach. Oh, that everyone is running balance now. That's really annoying. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good card. Um, That's the person playing, oh, I have re-rolls for everything. Yes, yeah. my strength is my re-rolls. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that podcast, um, and I'm looking forward to more. Um, mm. hasn't, hasn't got me looking at different factions yet, but I think that's me very deliberately trying not to. Um, yeah, I need, I need to have some discipline with my pile of shame at the moment. So well, I, I've got plenty to be getting on with. I was going to say, I, I also don't know if the ones in this cover so far would be stuff you would do. Yeah. He hasn't done the dissension one yet. No. Nope. Yeah, that's where. Mm, yes. Interested in that. Uh, okay, moving on. Mm. Uh, the new dice sets came yeah. out. Um, they're really cool. Yeah. Some people have complained about there only being uh, like one defense die design. I I do get it if you want to roll in the same tray as your opponent. That like having yeah identical defense dice it's, can it's, be it's a bit sub optimal. But. Uh, you know, glimpse behind the curtain, the cost increase. Now, I don't know the cost breakdowns, but speaking to Gordon about it, like the cost increase of having uh, faction-specific defense dice as well as attack dice... What was significant. Was significant, because if you think about it, you've got, what is it, 12 factions or something? Is it that? Something like that. Yeah, it's a lot. Factions. Um, if you can have all the defense dice... In all those boxes, it, being a, the same, it's one big order. You hit a, a, a much better price break, uh, so it wouldn't double the price, but it would start becoming really uh, a bit unreasonable. Um, so you know, rolling separate dice trays, I guess, but you can't please all the people all the time. So there we go. Um, I really like them. Haven't got any. Probably will get some, but you know, I found my big box dice. Yeah, I have a lot of dice. I've never been one to really particularly care about custom dice. Uh, the reason, not custom dice, but like uh, themed bespoke dice, dice to yeah. the game. Yeah. Uh, the reason I've put it on this list is not definitely not because I was clawing for uh, another thing to discuss. Uh, <laughs> it's because uh, I, I was heavily involved in like designing them and. That shit's hard. We we had to do all the designs for all the faces uh, to a certain spec because yeah. we were going with one manufacturer. 
and then you know you've got like the the distance between engraving bits, the minimum thickness an engraving could be, the oh, maximum God. width an engraving could be, <laughs> um, and then you've got to get into picking colours and colour combinations without really knowing how they're going to look on the actual product. Uh, that seems fun and, and easy. And then uh, due to uh, some information by the first manufacturer not having been made clear at the start by then, we moved to a different manufacturer who had different specs for all the measurements of the designs of course and the symbols. So I had to redo all of that, and then they even tweaked some of my designs after that. <laughs> uh, picking the colours out was like, doing Pantone swatches and then I was doing 3D renders to like <laughs> you know oh how might this look but I don't know because I, I don't know what the specular value for the plastic they're using is you know it's, it's all <laughs> yeah. that sort of stuff what's the opacity of it um, so that was a real weird project uh, but I enjoyed it it was a good challenge a bit different mm. um, that's that for that I think um, and then completed my Ito one Painted a full faction of models available for a uh, mm. for a game. I mean, and then they brought out two more Ito models, which I haven't painted yet. So I guess in twenty twenty one, I both completed painting my Ito and failed to complete my yes. Ito. Um, but nonetheless, a big achievement for me. Uh, people who know me know that I take a long time to paint stuff. Um, it's mostly getting round to it, not the actual painting. But there you go. Um, so yeah, really pleased that I managed to get that done. Mm. Nothing much more to say about it. Uh, let's start cutting stuff off the list. Okay. I'm just going to cut completely my Ito off the list straight away because I yeah. think it's not it's not the first thing I would cut really, but we're talking about it. And yeah. I'm pleased about it, but I just don't. I think it's not going to. Similarly, like my my list, like it's been a lot of fun, but it hasn't been like for like it hasn't been that significant in that way. It was just yeah, something sure. I didn't think I was going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to get a pen and start crossing things out. So, we're going to knock your bludgeon off the list, mm-hmm. and I'm going to knock completing my ETA off the list. So, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That leaves us with seven things. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to knock dice off as well. Yeah. Uh, actually, they're cool. They're cool, but fine. Okay. Uh, we don't have to, like, so I kind of feel like. Um, Went to a tournament is going to be on our list. Yes, that's in the top three. So I'm going to put a star there next to it. I'm going to have a real hard time cutting my podium because that's like a lifetime achievement sure. for me. So yeah, um, I'm going to put a star next to that. So that leaves us with the Shiho release, Jason and Andy teasing shit, the Brotherhood release, and the uh, Eat Rice Roll Dice probably in that order podcast. Um, I kind of want the teasing about upcoming stuff. Like it's you want re- that to be it's on really it's actually really good fun to see and like for as a community thing, like it it actually adds a lot. Yeah, I agree. Uh, of I, course, only if you are there. <laughs> but and it's really interesting to see them comment on like ideas for upcoming things as well. Mm. Um, I think we can cut the Shiho release. Mm. Like. Is really cool. Um, neither of us have gone yeah. into Shiho. Uh, we've neither really played them that much or played uh, or, or, or have them ourselves. So they can Yeah, go. although ironically, my prefecture list came from the Shiho playtest. <laughs> yeah, of course it did. I remember that. Um, Brotherhood, I want to talk about maybe. Mm, I'm going to. I'm not cutting the Brotherhood yet. Okay, we can wait. Cut, we can wait cutting them until we cut something else. 
The only other thing to cut. <laughs> the only other thing to cut um, would be uh, Beard's podcast. Um, so now we're getting into like. So the Brotherhood, personally for me, was like a really interesting work thing, mm-hmm. and I reckon I might fight for it to be on this list if it had come out in twenty twenty one. But on a technicality... <laughs> but you mean technically it shouldn't even be on the list. Yeah. So I'm going to cut it. Okay. So that does just leave Beard's podcast. And I do really enjoy it. I mean, we could take the in general to- tournament off and leave your podium on that and then have Beard's podcast because then you have quite an interesting range of community things. I guess. I mean, um, your podium and going to a tournament are kind of... It's not quite the same thing, but no, it's similar I don't, I don't think they're, they're the same thing at all. They're, they're, there's a conjunction going on. I mean, you, can, you can't get the second one without the first one. No, but the... Okay, so my podium like, is a very personal thing. Yeah. and uh, Well, you can combine them going to a tournament and getting on the podium. No, that's <laughs> fucking cop-out. So I think the trouble is, like, went to a tournament... Is it's a it's an indication of getting no, back no, to, normality? Yeah, but normality obviously like not just in Bushido, but in in, in our, life, our personal lives. Yes, and I think that that is a different thing from me winning a spot on a podium. Yeah, I can see that because that's not a return to anything normal. It's not like I, don't, I I'm not looking at my podium and going, ah, it has begun. Next tournament, I'm going to go for silver. Uh. Bollocks. I've just been like, oh, wow, that happened. That's really cool. I look forward to coming mid-table again next time. (laughs) Um, So it's... I think... think After 2020 and 2021, I'd really like something optimistic. Yeah. And my podium isn't optimistic. That's just a nice thing. It's just a cool thing. Um, Why don't we leave the list as it is? That's three things we've crossed. We've we, need, we need to get rid of either uh, the social media or, or Jason and Andy teasing uh, or Beard's podcast. And I don't think he'll be offended listening to this. By only if, coming if, forth. If I suggest we cut it. No. Um, you know, it's, this isn't Highlander. It's not <laughs> there can only be one Bushido podcast. We're not a Bushido podcast. So uh, I think it's fine. Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sorry, Beard. We do love it. So that leaves us with went to a tournament, Ben's podium, and uh, Jason and Andy being teasing on uh, Discord, plus honourable mentions to the general uh, social media interactions that we've seen. Yeah, I mean that was yeah, that was lots of interesting stuff released, like in the run up to Christmas, profiles have been previewed, all all of that kind of stuff, which yeah. is, is actually gives a quite a nice feeling if you are following. Yes, um, and if you're not following but listening to us then you probably should. I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, we need to pick a winner. Yes. Yeah. So how are you feeling? Well, you were talking about the optimistic aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm almost trying to create a discussion here where there barely needs to be one. Yeah, I, th- I think it's the, oh, look, the world is returning to semi-normality. You can go out and play games with strangers. Yeah. Okay, well, that's it. So, uh, the winners for the Not A Bushido podcast, Bushido moment of the year, are 
being allowed outside. <laughs> Runners up are me getting a podium spot with my list, uh, then Jason and Andy teasing and general social media stuff, and our winner is went to a bloody tournament and all that that signifies and represents yep. and blah, blah, blah. So there we go. That is that category. Um, I'm just going to have a look at the clock. 26. So I'm going to go and speak to my wife and see if uh, I need to get yep. dressed yep. <laughs> and take my boy to rugby tots. Uh, if I don't, then we will move on to the most anticipated thing in uh, 2022. Okay, we're back. Our, uh, our ill-advised top 10 sort of or, or game of the year stupid podcast idea uh, continues. Yes. Um, this time the category is I mean it's basically 2022 like yeah what, what what are we looking forward to what is most anticipated what do we hope to do in 2022 I'm, I'm broadening it as yeah. a category because uh, whatever I make the rules you make the rules yeah no one cares um, <laughs> so it's 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 what what we want from 2022 actually might be really the uh, the title but anyway so uh, I'm just going to quickly read the Categories I've got here, not categories, entries. Mm. Um, I, I assume we'll come up with like a top three or some shit. Who knows? Maybe. We might narrow it down. We might just talk a little bit we'll about it and then just leave it. And then move on. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Um, right, so I've got uh, tournaments, exclamation mark. You know, that's events as well and just, you know, mm. everything it stands for. We'll look back to the Shido uh, category. Both signed up for one already? Uh, yes, we'll talk about it shortly. So the next thing we've got is uh, stuff Ben can't talk about, you know, obviously. Yeah, that, that's that's a great topic. Take it as a humble <laughs> brag if you like, whatever. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm going to say a little bit about that. Um, I've written down new faction for Ben. You came back from the toilet and said, new faction for all. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, right, new factions for both of us then is the next the next one. Then we've got um, Ryujin. Yes. For you. Uh, then also you doing role-playing. Uh, so, you know, we're not a Bushido podcast, so we've moved on from the Bushido yeah. uh, suggestions for this. <laughs> um, then uh, I want to do a bit of game dev, um, and then uh, we want, both want to play a legacy game that's not King's Dilemma. And then uh, me, certainly, but you almost certainly as well, looking forward to playing some indie games. It turns out I like playing games. Yeah, turns if out. You, if, you bring me a, if you bring me a game, I'll probably go like, let's give that a go. Yeah. So... Uh, I don't know. Should we go in order? And just yeah, yeah. Let's them? just take it from the top. Okay. Well, tournaments and events. Um, I feel like we've probably covered largely that. covered how we feel about that in the Bushido category. Yeah. I mean, um, it turns out like we we are fortunate to live in an area with a big local scene. Yes, and so like tournaments exclamation mark uh, as as an entry for me is like well <coughs> local events really local events so. It's obviously low barrier to entry. It's a positive thing because like stuff is reopening, or we're going back to doing stuff we did before. Uh, it's also like I've been running the Daimyo of the South tournament in like March or April for um, uh, you know a fair few years, and uh, now uh, other people are running local tournaments. Mm. Rich ran one last year, so did Jack. Jack's running one next month I think February? so I've signed up to it I'll, I'll probably Same. I'll probably find out what date this when we get closer might be an idea I mean <laughs> I can literally walk to the venue inside of uh, half an hour yeah um, so I'll drive there uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's it's obviously it's like it's nice that other people are doing events so 
Like, you get to play. Yeah, I get to play. Um, feel slightly less pressure, or um, I mean, I was only in one a year, so it's not massive pressure. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's all just good, healthy stuff for the community. The community, yeah. Uh, I will be going to local tournaments as much as I can because that helps the local community. Um, it also gives us more stuff to talk about related to Bushido on the podcast. It probably also uh, generates like higher turnover in terms of things we're playing. Yeah. So the way that what I've sort of slipped into with Bushido is like if I'm running up to an event, I'll play the absolute shit out of it. Yeah. <clears throat> and then. I won't play it for a bit after the event. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I might see something needs play testing or just something new comes out for someone else or me and then we'll be like, oh, play a couple of games. Yeah. But it does take an event now to galvanise me and I think that's simply because I'm so interested in trying out a bunch of games. Yeah. And coming back to indie games every now and then like Arena Rex and... Yeah, that I have, I have a... This isn't an indie game, but whatever, it's a dead game. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um... But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of that, really. Uh, maybe even attend or run an event of a different game other than Bushido, but I only have so much bandwidth for competitive play knowledge. Yeah. Um, and like, Bushido is the one I've picked for that. Um, so if I do run any other events or attend any, they're going to have to be like... Finding, finding the time would be hard for me. Yeah, well, you need Sundays, don't you? Basically, for events. Like yeah, that. and I, I do. I mean, I, I, I got so many things on already. Like, there's some almost something every day. So well, fitting instance, more things in yeah. becomes hard. Well, for instance, if I ran a local Arena Rex tournament, oh, I'm totally playing it. Yeah, um, and it's stuff like that where you know it, you're not really looking at it being there's a competitive scene. No, in it's this more. Country. It's more like let, it's, let's get let's together get together and play some games. games. Yeah, uh, so that kind of thing I'm totally up for. Same with Brothel Kings or even Eden, um, because I, I mean, there's yeah, another dead game now, technically. Kind of. Um, so yeah, yeah, there we go. Tournaments, um, secret stuff you're not allowed to talk about, which you're not going to tell us about. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you about it. Um, <laughs> what I will say is like, I. We've spoken about me completing Maito, and I've got a couple more models to paint, mm. so that's Akane and Azami. Um, I'm really interested in trying out more Azami. I'm less interested in Akane at the moment. They're obviously both going to get painted and go in there because yeah. I've committed to having Ito faction completed at all times. Um, so, stuff I can't talk about. Um, uh, there is an Ito uh, model that... Well, Cobber, I've spoken about, he's coming out this year. He's going to be interesting, so uh, I'm going to try some lists around yes. him. Um, but there's also another model for which I've seen the playtest rules. Got the art, the sculpt's just starting. Um, who is a really fun idea, and I'm looking forward mm. to trying out. Um, there's, there's some stuff coming out. I think it's coming out this year. Uh, that's been completed for a bit and is really interesting. It's a bit of a different release for Bushido. Uh, yeah, I, th I think there's some interesting things to come. Interesting thing on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, uh, and also like the way that uh, playtesting has been done is is ch has changed. Um, so hopefully, it's a little less scatter shot uh, now. Just 
a little bit more focused. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's lots of things with Bushido that are coming up, which I think are, are going to be really cool. Um, and that's not not me shilling for the company that helps um, me pay my mortgage. Um, but also, like we sh- we might see the next evolution of the cycle decks when um, they'll actually start coming into their own. Yeah, so cycle decks. Obviously, the idea originally was like uh, every every year, essentially, um, which hasn't quite been the case. Well, the uh, global pandemic yes. comes out. Um, I don't know whether it was like oh, after the Masters each year, um, you know, to sort of reinvigorate I think the meta. That, I think that was the the idea. Yeah. From it may be that they're every two years or whatever. Um, it just depends on what the world is like, how the community responds to them, and I suppose the availability of Jason to do dev on them. I guess. Yes. Um, I've seen I've seen new uh, cards. Yeah. Like I've seen the rules um, being play tested. Uh, I hope they come out this year. I don't actually know. Yeah. Um, but that's unlike sculpting side of things. That's no indication of how soon they're coming out. No. I, I deal with the sculpting stuff. If I haven't seen art, it's probably not coming out for a while. Yeah. But with cards, it's different. They yeah, we printed. We, I'm not involved in you, it. You only see that for, for playtest purposes if, yeah. if needed. Yeah. Um, so there we go. Yeah. yeah. Optimism around uh, Bushido stuff in general. Um, so you want to do a new faction, and this ties into a podcast idea that you've got as well. I want to play princesses. Yes. I wanted to play princesses since they were released. Yes. Um, the reason I haven't played princesses yet so far is because they don't work for Jung. Yes. Of course, I haven't played Jung in like two years now. <laughs> which freaks me out that that's what time has done to us. But yeah, okay. um, I've been playing Prefect, which they do work for, which I have no intention of playing them in. Yes. Of course. <laughs> so you started looking at temple models. I temple think, or Silvermoon. Yeah. But we already Adam has just changed to Silvermoon. Yes. Graham plays Silvermoon. Yes. No one really plays monks. Adam does a bit, but yes. Yeah, but he's just started playing Silvermoon, so yeah, we yeah, will yeah, not yeah. be playing them anytime soon. Also, traps are um, horrifying and really <laughs> annoying to play against. So I'm yeah. gonna be taking lots of those. Yeah. I, th- I think the sisters are interesting because uh, the factions that they can go in have some really unique offerings, like Silver Moon, mm. just all the event cards. Yes, I mean that that would that was the reason to play them in Silver Moon. It's yeah. like, oh, I'll have some princesses, a couple of cheap models to round out numbers, and just like, oh, and here's my stack of event cards you will hate. Here's my ten dark secrets. <laughs> um, it, it's one of those things where, like, if if you want to run, if you, if you're eyeing up any Ronin as a core of your list, Silver Moon's not a bad And they can go with Silver Moon. Then Silver Moon just are almost like the uh, the easiest way to go yeah. because you don't even necessarily have to worry about too much about synergies. But you just use events to shore up weaknesses yeah. and stuff. Um, well, I mean, currently I'm basically choosing between do I want Silver Moon event cards or do I want the uh, Temple traps? Yes, and then uh, some associated models. I mean, Temple channeling. I think. I don't know if they can channel to like non temple I, I don't models. know. I'll act, have, to actually, I'll have to actually check. Because when I've run the, the, the princesses uh, most recently, uh, it's been Dissension. Yeah. And that's because Dissension have uh, really cheap access to decent uh, leech and channel. Yeah. Um, and also, I just, as we've spoken about a bit, I, I really want to start playing more Dissension. Yes. I, I, I like them. Uh, I have bought a Dissension model now. Um, what's his name not is it Narahabo no that's a good start 
Narrowbow's the it's one original of the one, It's one owl. of the ones with feathers. Yeah, the original owl. Yeah, he's got feathers. <laughs> Not just feathers, but wings. Um, anyway, so uh, that, so you're going to do something with sisters, probably your temple, maybe with Silver Moon. Yes. But probably with temple. Um, I have had the sisters for ages, and the brothers, since they came out. I really, I've, I've run both of them. I enjoy both of them. Um, so... I haven't painted either of them, and I have uh, Mastercraft Miniatures. Uh, I, I released a bunch of decals which are for fabrics. Yeah. Both the brothers and the princesses have a shitload of fabric on yeah. them. Uh, I need some product photos. Starting to all weave it together here. Yeah. Like some kind of multifaceted synergy thing. So I'm going to do princesses as well. Yeah. And I'm going to do them in dissension. Yeah. And maybe we can see if we can persuade Adam or Graham to do them in Silver Moon. Yeah. They don't have to paint them. They can borrow our models. Yeah, that's fine. And we can all just, over a couple of months, play them and see how we feel. And then we can do a big sister's spotlight of, oh, how did you work in this faction? What are we doing with them here? Yeah. Because Jason definitely has a uh, a fascination with, um, I suppose, like, I'm going to call them activation puzzles. Yes. Yes. I think the brothers are the epitome of it. You, oh, God, you yeah. want to pull them off in the right order. You want to cluster them together in a specific way. It's a trap you're trying to move up the table and spring on, you, on yes. your opponent. And sometimes it's a trap for you as well. <laughs> uh, over well, yes, yes. You hope it springs on your opponent, but sometimes it <laughs> clamps onto your hand sometimes and everything just dies. Yeah. So um, sometimes you have your, your coyote moments, but uh, then sisters are a looser activation puzzle. Yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, the wolves, yeah, who are another but very different activation puzzle. Uh-huh. Uh, and I feel like sisters are probably the most approachable of the three. Yes. Um, and so yeah, I, th- I think it'd just be interesting to talk about them. Um, mm. So I'm going to do that as well. So that's your new faction, yeah, uh, and my new faction. I, I, I'm not doing New Year, New Faction or anything like that, but I will continue to go down the Dissension route mm-hmm. using the sisters, uh, the princesses. As a starting point. Um, as a starting point. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. that. That'll be fun to have us all sort of parallel, or at least two of us doing parallel yeah. investigations yeah. Of, of, of some models. Um, the last uh, Bushido thing on this list, we're not Bushido podcast, um, Ryujin. Yes, working really well with the sisters because he did, he did not play together. But uh, <laughs> I pre-ordered Ryujin. Currently it's assembled. <laughs> I should probably paint it and put it on the table outside of playtest. Yeah. Um, because it's changed quite a lot since I used it last. Yes, we definitely found some things during playtest which, that, which were not removed. Which were not okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, it turns out 30 rice is really the limit of where Bushido can, yes. can uh, have a model that can still feel like it's not as a one-model Death Star, I guess. Um, yeah. And that was, that was some, some unfortunate combinations with Death Sentence and lo- <laughs> lots of attacks on uh, range combo attacks yeah. that all counted and things. Yeah, yeah. It, it anyway, so the Ryujin as, as, as he is now, I'm, I'm pretty cool with. Yeah. Uh, I like the interesting, like, emergent property of his 60 mil base which you know it was a risk actually producing it with a 60 mil base because it's a scenic base yeah no one produces plastic 60 mils so we had to go with a resin one and yeah. we made it scenic we cannot change the base size of that model 
ever. No. And we can make it bigger, I suppose, by selling a surround. Yeah, sure. Uh, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> so he cannot be a 50. He's paved the way for potentially more 60 mils, but I, I don't... I mean, I don't believe there's any plans for any more 60 mils, but that doesn't mean there aren't. That doesn't mean they won't happen. Um, but it's an interesting thing with, like, oh, he can move as much as he likes, anywhere he likes. He can't stop anywhere he likes. Yeah, because it turns out we haven't uh, scaled the terrain rules for him being able to fit anywhere. So yeah. you can actually build a board where there's very few places he can stand. Yeah, I think... I mean, you'd, you'd have to cooperate to yeah. do that. The junk player can just go like, I'm not having that. Yeah, I'm absolutely placing all these walls on my table <laughs> edge or within two inches of the table edge. Yeah. Um, I, certainly, rice bell barricades are a good counter to him for that reason. You're like, you can't get in this four-inch zone now. Hmm. Sorry. Until someone destroys it. Just make sure you don't try to destroy the terrain with the shark, which I have done in the past. <laughs> um, because he cannot take weight actions. No. So uh, running a rata up to a piece of destructible terrain, expecting him to remove it, will lead to disappointment. <laughs> yeah, you only do it once. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Ryujin, however, can destroy a rice bell barricade. Sure. It's a perfectly good use for him. Shush. No. <laughs> what? What, you mean spending two key on a cami and a weight action? <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> uh, I will encourage all my opponents to do that at all times. Um, Shit. Yeah, I, I look forward to seeing your region on the board. I think for you also, like, this isn't just a, oh, it'd be nice to get him on the board and playing. It'd be nice to paint him. So, yeah. So it's a hobby yeah, it's actually it's one of the models where, well. like, and one of the reasons why I haven't actually painted him is because I him up and going like, oh, I do want to paint him, but I want to paint him well, and yeah, he's I mean, a it's, daunting it's, model. Oh, he's the most intimidating model in the game to paint because he's the biggest, and he's got some flat surface, well, not flat, but, like, smooth surface. Also, he's very unusual because he's he's a wave. Yeah. It turns out I don't paint very much water. We were talking off air about, like, oh, I mean, technically, I could... 3D print him in clear resin. It's a bit of a problem with the yellowing of UV light, but then, or or I could reprint the masters and then mold him and cast him in clear resin. Like that's a thing I could do. It wouldn't really be cost effective for a model for myself. But <laughs> it would be a very expensive. I, model. I mean, I'd be better off buying the resin model at full retail, to be honest. But um, by a long way. Uh, but it's something I could do, but then it doesn't... It, I don't think it works. He has debris in the water, and if you make it clear, you'd expect to see that debris inside yeah. him, and it's not there. I could approach the original sculptor and say, can I just have all your source files, and then I'm going to print all these things separately, so that you can print these bits and, and paint them, and then do it together with the... No. Um, so, I, I mean, yeah. I think there's some interesting stuff you can do with, like, uh, Green Stuff World's uh, UV clear... Resin, so you 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 dribble it on in certain yeah. places and then cure it. Um, I think that could be an interesting way to like build up a little bit of that surface transparency on him. Um, I'm not going to be doing that. No, <laughs> one day I might just to paint him. I don't actually want to run junk really. So anyway, moving on. Yes. Oh, you're going to do some role playing. Ah, uh, yes. I am running a D and D game myself. Mm -hmm. We are restarting our D and D game in two weeks three weeks something like that mm -hmm. uh coming back for a second chapter uh and uh there's high likelihood that at least one other role-playing game will happen as well so probably three different role-playing games at least uh it's the plan for 2022 yeah that's um, a lot 
So yeah, which is also where like the whole indie game come in because mm, I'm I'm kind of tapped out with how many games I got time for. Yeah, yeah, understand, understandable. What, what what systems were you using for the th- these role playing games? Well, so D and D is the campaign I'm running, yeah. and it's the one we're restarting in three weeks. The third game might end up being I don't know. There's some talk about paranoia. Okay. Uh, Shadowrun, Call of Cthulhu, Aliens, so uh, a variety of these things. I see. I'm. I've never been a role play guy. I played a tiny, tiny uh, game of Castle Drakenfels mm. um, with a guy at school called Tim, who is the responsible gamer on social media. Okay. Um, but uh, I think. I think I might have played a little bit. I think I tried to run Werewolf after that, and God, like, so, so. Oh my God, that's a tough oh, one to start well, with. We did character creation, and that was basically it. Yes. Because I was like, oh, I like building characters. Oh wait, now I need to actually write a story. No, um, I've never been able to work out what to do with Werewolf. It's such a cool idea, and I have no pl- no yeah. plans for it. Like no ideas. <laughs> like I'm not going to say that I'm completely like, not interested yeah. in role playing games. There is one called Blades in the Dark, which it looks kind of cool. It's it's like almost uh, ima- what's that? What's that? Uh, like assassination game that was on the PC? Assassin's Dishonored. Dishonored, yes. So imagine a world a bit like Dishonored, not necessarily all these powers and stuff, but like that sort of setting. Setting, yeah. And uh, you are essentially you're a crew and you're doing heists, yeah. almost. Um, but it's really stripped back mechanically, like mm. not not completely without uh, like rolling dice and figuring out what's going on, of course. But uh, you can do diceless. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, but the idea for me is like, no, I, I want, I do want the dice mechanic in, there, yes, or some kind of randomization uh, for any game. But um, yeah, just that that sort of appealed to me. But I mostly discovered that because of a mod of it called Into the Dark. Which is even more stripped back and is basically designed for one shots. Yeah, uh, I don't own it. I haven't bought it. Um, I got Blaze in the Dark as part of the uh, uh, Black Lives Matter uh, itch.io yeah. sale um, bundle. So maybe one day. I'm yeah. not, I don't want to run it though. That's the trouble because I've uh, never done role playing before. Really. So, so I surprisingly, because I remember when I was late teens and we were doing lots of role playing games, I was like. I was very much a player. I ran a couple of things and was like, this is okay, but it's not what I want to be mm. doing. But I've really enjoyed starting this D&D campaign. So I'd be fine running it. Mm. Well, that's something we can talk about. Well, it fits, it, year, it fits in with one of our later things. Yes. <laughs> um, Shall we do that one now? <laughs> well, um, it's the next bit anyway, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say one thing. Oh, the Into the Dark one. Mm. Uh that's available on itch.io, and if people are familiar with the video game website Giant Bomb, they uh, had two podcasts. Uh, they've had a reshuffle recently, but the uh, the Giant Beast cast uh, every year their Christmas special was basically uh, a one shot of a role playing game run by Austin Walker, who uh, was of Giant Bomb, but then was of Waypoint, and is now uh, in game dev, dev actually. Uh, but they did that. That's where I discovered that that uh, role playing game, and it was a cool, like a cool, a cool one shot that I really enjoyed. 
Um, so people should check that out if they're interested at all. Uh, right, so we're going to skip one and go to indie games because I've written that on here and uh, it ties in with the role playing. Yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah, that both of those actually, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. So uh, the other one is uh, Legacy, not uh, not Kings of Ammon. We'll come back to that, I guess. Like, so indie games, like I've spoken about, like, oh yeah, Turn Up Twenty Eight Sludge War game. There's an expansion coming out for that this month, I think, in the new Blaster Four, uh, Gamma Wolves, mm-hmm. Horizon Wars, uh, Round of Fire. It's a bunch of interesting small, Just, smaller rule sets, yeah. which would be good to try. Yeah, there's loads that we want to try. I want to play a bit more Moonstone because I'm printing a shitload of terrain for it and I really like the aesthetic the game is fine some parts of it are excellent like the combat concept behind that is is fantastic um the magic's uh the magic's decent and the shooting's a bit odd that it uses the magic stuff but I I do enjoy the game I just yeah yeah it's not going to be a number one for me but then I'm too in debt in in I'm in too deep with Bushido so yeah uh so yeah, just looking forward to trying out some new indie games that I bought over the last year, and uh, we already talked. About really. Yeah, so it doesn't really need an awful lot more than that. Uh, I mean, I we're sitting a couple of feet away from my uh, models, which will be used for uh, Gamma Wolves initially, but we're going to play that at fifteen mil, uh, and two of the mech designs can be used, I reckon, at thirty mil. <coughs> oh yeah. So that's cool, and also all of those can probably be used. Uh, uh, I could probably get away with most of them in six mil or ten mil as well. Yeah. So, so like BMX, it yeah. kind of doesn't matter too. I much. mean, at six mil, the fiddlers there oh. and that one become a bit fecking enormous. But at ten mil, they're not too. It's smaller than the old Imperator. Yeah, but you know, those silly forty k silly. Um, and that's why people love it. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for. So that'll work for Horizon Wars um, as well, a lot of that stuff. But I need to get some infantry done for Horizon Wars. Uh, so yeah. Uh, oh, and I've, I've almost finished putting all my turnip stuff together and yeah. it'll mostly be compatible with Sludge. So I'm trying to I'm trying to keep the hobby side as streamlined as possible in order to actually be able to play these games. Makes sense. Um, and yeah, I'd like to play an indie role-playing game maybe. Mm. <laughs> got to carve out a regular meeting time and, yes. and players who are all going to make it for that and you know honestly one of the things that should be on here for 2022 is doing more podcasts yes and it ties in with you know going back to tournaments playing more indie games like there's more stuff for us to talk about we'll be more invigorated and interested yeah. in talking about stuff um so hopefully there'll be some content for the people who are only really interested in our Bushido content uh, but also some other stuff to keep us on our toes. Yeah. Um, and part of that, again, is going to be a legacy game that's not King's Dilemma. Yes. We both really like King's Dilemma. Yeah, it's, it's been great, but we've been playing it for two years. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to finishing it. We can have a short section on like what we thought of the game overall, yeah. maybe with spoiler warnings. Um, but it would be nice to just move on and, and play yeah. a new legacy Which game. is not actually a reflection of the game itself. No, it's, it's just a reflection we, of it's happened over a pandemic. We started just before the first lockdown. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and it turns out playing that on a timely, regular basis has been problematic for two years. So yeah, because we've not, we've not tried to do it remotely because... Oh, that seems awful. 
Yeah. You could. You, you absolutely could. could. Mechanically, it wouldn't even be that hard. No. But I don't think it would be very fun. No. I mean, that's sort of my attitude to a lot of games, actually. I quite like to do them in person. Um, we've, I've spoken about that before. Yeah. I'll play a video game from on my own, you know. Um, so, yeah, we've got a couple of things uh, potentially lined up for that. Season Zero of Pandemic, Legacy. Yeah. First um, Martian. The First Martian, which you actually own, so that might be the one we go for. It's also short. It's only five games. Yeah. Sold. That's like when someone goes, oh, there's this PC game. It looks really cool. It's a shame it's only like four to eight hours. I'm like, yep, sold. <laughs> I'll add that to my list of shame. I might even fucking play it. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, to moving on from that. And, uh, you know, the thing is, like, the Legacy, not Kings, like, like more Legacy games, Legacy games that we play together. Yeah. It also is, like, that's more of uh, the four of us getting together. Yeah. It's, and having a meal. It's just a fun thing to do yeah. while we also moving <clears throat> up. So it's not even just a games thing. Because, actually, I want to play Terraforming Mars, the card game, with the same people. Yes. So... Yeah, I mean, what might actually happen is that we we play uh, we for for some time we just play like quote unquote standalone games. Play a couple of other games. Yeah. So in that little group of us, I want to play the Terraforming Mars card game. Yeah. That I got in September or whatever. Yeah. I want to play my little side that I got for Christmas. Yeah. Um. And actually, we won't play Excavation Earth because I don't think my wife will get on with it. Um. I know. I can see why. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I absolutely can. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, so there you go. Those are, that, that's our one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Again, nine for some reason, not yeah. ten. Uh, things yeah. we're looking forward to. Yeah. Do we want to rank them or do, no. or do no. anything like that? No. I don't, th- I don't feel the need to. Fuck your rules. I mean, we, it's basically like we look forward to cool new stuff in Bushido. And we look forward to playing a bunch of different games. Yeah. I think my in, at the end of our roundup of 2020, or was it 2019? I can't. What is time? Yeah. I, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, things can only get better unless so-and-so happens. Like, oh. Yeah, that, that, that turned out to be good. <clears throat> yeah. So we are kind of optimistic for 2022. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, I don't know how we're doing for time, but technically what we've got next is each of our uh, game of the year... And then the Robot Dice Explosion Game of the Year discussion. Yeah. Now, I mean, whether it needs to be Game of the Year or... I mean, it probably needs to be Game of the Year, not Thing of the Year, because otherwise we've got, oh, yeah. like, you know, uh, the Bushido Moment of the Year and stuff. So, um, do we want to do our individual ones or I, not? I mean, we can briefly briefly mention it. Mine, mine is fairly simple. Okay. Um, it'll be D&D, because it's been living... Uh, having started a campaign... I've spent a lot of time with that living in my head thinking about that. So okay. certainly for the second half of this year. And we've only played a couple of sessions, but obviously I spent a bunch of time thinking about it beforehand. Yeah. I've been trying to... And I'm running uh, Wild Beyond the Witchlight, so I'm not even writing my own campaign at the moment. Yeah, sure. But I have a whole setting I want it to happen in. You're currently in a magical fairy carnival, so you're not actually interacting with the setting I have in mind in any way, shape, or form. Um... <laughs> And I'm planning out how I want the progression to go and things we might do once we're done. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what's been in my head for so months. So D&D is basically your number one? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you have runners-up there? <sighs> An honourable mention? Two honourable mentions? Whatever? I mean... 
But you know, obviously, because well, that's the primary miniature game I've been playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and if you want to get the the game itself, I've actually probably spent the most time playing. I'm still playing lots of Path of Exile, which I realised I've mentioned multiple times before. Um, every, every time that I'm on my computer and you have a week off, yeah, I get up in the morning, I start looking at emails, and it <laughs> goes, "Paul is playing Path of Exile." I'm like, yeah, no shit. Well, it turns out I take my my wife to the train station and then I, I play that while I have breakfast and stuff. Yeah. And because of this is my biggest rant about that game because of the way the trading system works, where you literally have to message people and then meet up and exchange shit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if you're doing other things, just having it standing in the background is sort of like a trade platform. Yeah. And it's just ah. Uh, anyway, that's a whole. Uh, discussion about game design um, because you want it to feel weighty and meaningful and not be too easy to upgrade stuff. Sure. Um, yeah, but it's also pretty annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but it is what it is. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, your number one is D&D and your honourable mention runner-up Path of Exile. Well, yeah, probably Bushido, honestly. Oh, Bushido. Bushido. Path of Exile. Path of Exile's your other one. It's not sort of a thing I do, but yes. <clears throat> Yours? I think it would be difficult for me not to put Turnip 28 as game of the year. I haven't played it. No. But that's not really no, why it's there. It's sort of the same reason why I picked D&D, isn't it? Because it's been living in your head. It's been living in my head. I like this, you know, there's aspects of uh, the game that don't particularly interest me or, or I don't like gel with like oh, uh Square base is like okay, so I'm putting mine on rounds, but it doesn't it doesn't care as a game. Um, I'm also not going full wackiness, um, but but that's kind of because I want the models to work with sludge as well. Um, I think mechanically sludge interests me more, yeah. but turnip is the one that has given me that uh, hunger em- to do em- emphasis to try it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, yeah, it gives you that space to do conversions. It's not even necessary. You could just rock up with some Perry historicals and you'd be fine. But gives you the space for those conversions and the means by which to not care too much about how well you do them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, look, there's a big gap in that arm because it's from a different kit. Stick a tuft in it. It's fine. It's done. Move on. Yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm putting candles over everything. Like, like a bunch of people have got candles on, on their heads. That yeah. makes no sense. Sure. I don't care. Sure, go for it. <laughs> I do not care. It's cool. Um, so it can't. It can't be anywhere other than my number one. Even though I haven't played it, and the rules look fine. Yeah, they look fun. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, honorable mentions. I mean, I, can I not put Bushido on? Like it. It's. Uh, it's always there. You know, it's my day yeah. job as well. Um, well, I, and we actually <clears throat> played a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I guess if I'm going to pick another runner-up, uh, it won't be a video game because I barely play them now. Um, God, I don't know. I, I really want to play more Excavation Earth. Yeah. That one game, I like... It's, it, it's a really interesting it. thing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to put that there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that seems reasonable. I mean, even this, though I only played it once. Yeah, but this is as much about things that are like living in you, like in, as I keep saying, like living in your head. Like, what are you thinking about? It's look. If we didn't have a, a joint 
top three yep. coming up. Um, I would have a real hard time uh, not putting Terraforming Mars in, yep. in there as a runner-up. Uh, but because we've got our top three, yeah. I feel like it's going to get a mention. Uh, probably, so that's probably fine. yes. So yeah, my top, my my three, uh, my winner is uh, Turnip Twenty Eight, then uh, Bushido and uh, Excavation Earth coming in for different reasons as runner up. Mm. So uh, our final one, the top three of Robot Dice Explosion, uh, will have a winner and two runners up. Yeah. So. The games we have played as a podcast, I've got a little list here. Uh, Aeronautica Imperialis, we played that one game. Yeah. Bushido, not Bushido podcast. Uh, we've played Moonstone. Yeah. Uh, Terraforming Mars, mm-hmm. King's Dilemma, Horizon Zero Dawn, Excavation Earth, Super Fantasy Ball, and Garinto, which is a board game. Yes. Um, I think that's it. There's bound to be one or two little things we missed, but that's... that's... Yeah. So, I feel like what we should do is, rather than going down the list and talking about each one individually, because we have covered some of them yes. a bit anyway, and across this whole uh, ill-advised... Episode, thing, boring thing. Um, what we can do is basically start picking apart like what should go, what probably needs to stay, no particular order. Yeah. Like, what would you want to talk about here? Right, so, just starting in the top, I think Aeronautic Imperialis is not going to win. I think we no. both, like, the concept is very cool, the game is fine, my immediate reaction was, I want to redesign the entire resolution mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think there are too many negatives uh, for me for it to make the top three. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to play more of it, yeah. I may even buy some orcs because the aesthetic's cool. You don't need many planes to play the game. Yeah. I got Who all, knows? I got all the other planes I need. I just need to finish painting all of them. Yes. Um, and then I'm actually, until they bring out uh, a different class of planes so the elders can actually play all the missions in the game. Um, <laughs> then mean, I'm actually you, you even saying that is it has to go, it has to be dropped. Like, <laughs> honestly, I'm crossing it through and this is going to stop me. No, no, that's fine. Because the, the idea that there's a whole faction that's not even the most recently released faction that can't play all the missions that are currently <laughs> in the game through, like, an emergent reason, not through, like, it being restricted yeah. narratively to certain factions. That's just bizarre to me. Um, okay, uh, looking at this, I am going to pick Moonstone, um, which... Basically, I don't think it makes our top three, but it's been fun. Yeah. And we will play more of it. Yes. For me personally, I didn't mention it in my little list, but um, it's my I'm painting single miniatures to a higher than tabletop standard, but quickly game at the moment. Uh, They're fully painted. My Moonstone Mm -hmm. are fully painted. I could have mentioned that as an achievement. Yeah. But what I will say is there's considerably fewer models. Yes. Um, I'll, I'll probably pick up a giant for it just to make everyone happy. Oh, God. As long as you don't take the vicious midget. Oh, that's, that's the whole point. Yeah, I get fun. Um, <laughs> so the rules are, are fun, but do fall a little bit short for me. Uh, and that's not me throwing shade. Like, I am going to be playing this game a fair bit this year. Oh, I think the rules works really well for the game you wanted to do yeah no I, I don't yeah 
Yeah, exactly. I have concerns around, like, oh, I feel like the vicious midget kind of breaks Malie. He does a little bit. Um, and I'll draw half. Sort of... I'll draw half the deck. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, and the way he can teleport into base, and then he gets better when there's giants around, as if he needed it. Uh, but then, I'm willing to accept that the game has been out for long enough, and there's been at least two or three errata, and he hasn't been touched. And he hasn't been touched. He's probably not think. a problem. No, he's not. I yeah. Checked. So the problem isn't necessarily him. It is my understanding of the game and its meta. And that is, that's fine. We'll find it out. We'll yeah. figure it out. Um, I've only played, what, two games with my Lesher Vault? Yes. And I, I played a game with other people's models a couple of years ago. So, like... it's Yeah, we, neither of us have played many games. We've just yeah. had it for a while. I'm, I'm going to drop it from yep. the list, but aesthetically, I love it. Uh, I think the rules reflect the game. Yep. I'm going to play the shit out. Oh, look, I'm... I'm I spent 60 quid on STLs for scenery for it, and I've pe- spent probably 30, for probably 40 quid on filament for printing those yeah. buildings so far. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, some investment is going in. <clears throat> right. Um, Terraforming Mars is going to make the list. It has to. We, we, we both played the shit out of it. Really enjoy that game, and I own everything for that dumb game. Yeah, the idea that that wouldn't be on the list is kind <laughs> it's, of hilarious. It's ludicrous, yes. Um, so uh, I'm going to drop Excavation Earth yep. because we played one game of it we're optimistic about it I have got the expansion coming Yeah. Um, didn't even play the expansion I already got for it because it came with the Kickstarter that seems fine but it's a cool game Horizon Zero Dawn we both played the video game yep uh, really enjoyed that yeah uh, the game was actually like it's a it's effectively a dungeon crawler you're just not in the dungeon yeah, I felt I felt like it was a refreshing take on. I I don't like dungeon crawl games. Mm. I find if you go with the classic fantasy dungeon crawl, you quite often are just like traffic jam the game with where your characters are, and it's not. Yeah, it's a little bit like move into the next room, roll dice until the next room goes away. Yeah, I, I mean, I Silver Tower I understand was pretty good. I only played it on my honey, not honey, what am I talking about? On my stag do where I was already quite drunk, and I think I fell asleep halfway through. So. I can't comment on I that. I was there, and I don't even remember playing that game. Yeah. And I was less drunk than you were, so... Well, that... <laughs> um, <laughs> comment. Uh, so, but uh, Blackstone Fortress, I really I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Horizon we, Zero Dawn has a different approach again. Yeah, we, we made a couple of tweaks primarily to the trading equipment bit. Oh, yeah, the availability of stuff was a bit of a bummer. Yeah, we, we opted it because we thought it was more fun. Yeah, and that's cool. Um, I don't think it makes our list. I don't think it makes the list, but <clears> it was it was fine. It was good. Um, I don't think you can buy it. <laughs> I will play it again. You can buy some of the things, but you kind of need quite a large proportion of the, the boxes they made for the Kickstarter for it to be a good game, I think. I think the real downside is like the base game isn't really in the game. No. Because you, the, you, you get two... What do you get in it? You get four characters, one for each yep. tribe, and you get... Three different kinds of robots. So the Sawtooth is the only boss monster in the game. Yeah. And then you get uh, watches and, oh, one of the grazers type things. Yeah. And that's it. The base game is not enough for it to be good. No, no. That's a real mark against it, honestly. Um, yes. But it turns out, so you know, I, I, with lots I, of models. Yeah, I got most things. There were some of the big models we didn't buy. Did James get all of it? Oh, probably. Yeah. Um, so we'll play that more. Yeah. We will, but uh, yeah, it doesn't make the top three. No. Um, 
I'm happy to cut Garinto. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we've spoken about it on the podcast, but uh, it's... It's a tile-collecting game, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tile-collecting game, which is actually pretty simple. Um, it's I, I, it's not quite a filler game, because it takes about half an hour, not 15 minutes. And that sort of... Like, yeah. 15 minutes to 30 minutes is the filler game category for me, and I think it's just a little bit longer than that. Yeah, it's 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 neat. It's neat. Um, it's one of those things where, you know... The rules are simple, but then the uh, the implications of your actions and then other people's actions then have yes. Like you, ba- you basically have a board filled with stacks of tiles, and those tiles have different elements on them. And when you pick a different element, it allows you to collect tiles in a different way. A different and then pattern. you're yeah. you're trying to build up stacks in a specific pattern on your own board to match the scoring criteria. Yeah, and the more tiles you have on an element, the more of the more effective that element is when you use it on yes. the board. Um, it's a really cool game. I want to play loads more of it, uh, but I'm happy to cut it. I think so, yeah. It's nice to have a half an hour game, though, in, in my catalogue. I have. Um, I'm, I am currently re-evaluating my board game shelves yeah. and getting rid of a couple of things, and that will make space for some other things, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I want to have some sort of... That good spread of like filler yeah. game. Yeah, you, you don't want every game to be like, oh, this game only takes four hours to play. Yeah, like I'm base, I'm, I'm almost convinced that I'm going to get rid of uh, Rising Sun. Yeah, uh, the cool mini or not yeah. follow up to Blood Rage. Yeah, because I've got Blood Rage, and we prefer that one. I think it's just more um, self-contained and streamlined. Whereas, and it all fits in one box, which is a big bonus. Whereas. Uh, I have two large boxes for Rising Sun, and then I've still got expansions in expansion boxes as well. And I like the game, but the it's the alliances mechanic just doesn't work for me. No, we're, we're, we're not. I think the game's fine. It just yeah. doesn't scratch the itch we want from it. Yeah, I might get it out again, maybe try and give it a couple of farewell games, um, try out some yeah. of the expansions. But I just I feel like if I want that sort of game, Blood Rage does it. The bit we want from that game, Blood Rage does better. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not too bothered. Like, the aesthetics, yeah, I like Japanese stuff, obviously. But, like, that, that's fine. You know, I, I, can get, I, can, I can do without. Um, and I like some of the stuff that it does that Blood Rage doesn't do. Yeah. Um, but just I just feel like I'm at the point where I need to start thinking about what something's shelf, position on my shelf. Shel- shelf space is yeah. actually a serious yeah, constraint. exactly. Uh, so anyway, that was a bit of a diversion. We are down to Bushido, Terraforming Mars, King's Dilemma, and Super Fantasy Brawl. For me, this is where it starts getting really quite difficult. Yes. Cut one here is hard because Bushido, you know, we it, we do in and out. We, like to to not have Bushido in our top three would be strange. But equally, we have a whole top list for Bushido, so you could just sort of like put it out of category yeah so philosophically how you feel about how this works like oh well you know it's got its own category so it's had a shout out so we don't need to shout out that's here. sort of what i'm thinking actually it is a cop out but we make the rules yeah um so we'll come back to it because uh we have like king's dilemma we've obviously talked about that a lot yeah and we'll we'll do a, a <clears throat> we'll do a, a more thorough breakdown yeah once we've had a, i think we've got like one or two games of that left yeah so and as far as like does it stay on this list it's 
it's not the best. Like I think if you're talking about best games, yeah, uh, I would drop it. Yes, but that's not why it's going to stay on. If it stays on, no, it's because it it has defined two years of our yeah, and, and it, gaming, and it's been fun to like the the storytelling in it is really fun. Yeah. Absolutely, I think it's it's mechanics light, and I don't really care if I win each game. Yes, but that's fine because and, and that's, that, that that'll be a topic in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the talk. But yeah, but we're having this social interaction, yeah. and there's this narrative which develops, and obviously the mechanics and narrative there is an interaction which we both find um, doesn't really land. We'll talk about that another time. But like, I think generally I've really enjoyed the storytelling of yeah. it, and. Uh, Yes, yeah. I would recommend it. I just wouldn't recommend spending two years playing it. No. So I'm, I'm not cutting it. Yeah. Um, I'm just talking about it. So uh, then Super Fantasy Brawl. This one's a difficult one to drop for me as well because... I, I actually really enjoyed that game. <laughs> it's a really good game. And it's it's occupied that uh, space for us where like we'd like to play a game but we don't want to spend any time really worrying about lists like we, oh we've yeah. got access to the club should we just play Super Fantasy Brawl yeah um, it's actually it's really good standby game of yeah. well and also because it plays so it plays really well with two it plays really well with four yeah. I think you can play it with three without like it's a bit of a bodge but you just have to accept that one side is is running effectively two sets of two so it's not quite the way oh, it was right yes so one person could pretend to, to be, be two players people. yes basically that's that's the way you do that and that works fine um so actually it, it also fulfills that that niche of oh that's a couple of us but we don't and we don't want to do something like let's play terraforming mars yeah. Because depending on who it is, that's not necessarily... Well, Super Fantasy Brawl, like, in theory, you can knock a game out in half an hour. So, yes. like, if you're all set up and everything, I reckon you could. Like, we probably could now. Yeah. Um, but it is, a, it is a game where you can definitely get a few games in on a night. Yeah. Um, and cycle through a bunch of different champions. And... Which, of course, for us means that generally we're, we're chatting, relaxing, having a beer. So, so we, we playing, only play two yeah, games. Yeah, we're playing two games in, in four hours. <laughs> you, could, you could definitely play four games. Yeah. Um, if you weren't, like, nattering a whole lot. Um, I think it's a game which has loads of scope competitive scene-wise. Yes. Um, I don't know that that's really going to happen for us. Uh, we'd have to play it a <laughs> whole lot more. Yeah, because there's a whole like uh, there's a whole band mechanic, which is really interesting, but I don't know enough to to utilize. Yeah, so someone turns up with what five models, and you get to ban one, one and then yes. they get to pick three from what's left. Yes, yeah, that's I, at the moment we're just doing drafting. Uh, yeah, and models. a lot of the drafting is like that one looks cool. I haven't played that one yet. Yeah, oh, exactly. I've played, but I've played that one, and he was he was great. I'm having that. Yeah. So. Between King's Dilemma and Super Fantasy Brawl, I, I I don't know that I can really decide which one I would cut. I think we're keeping both, and then we are pretending Bushido having its own category is fine. It does have at least one category of its own. It has one category of its own, plus... And mentions in mentions every single other category. Else. Yeah. So, weird though it feels, for the sake of expediency, Bushido has gone from our list... Um, I don't feel the need to order it beyond Terraforming Mars being number one. Yeah, I mean, we both really like that game. I mean, we have a plan for a big game of every single expansion, which is <laughs> going to be wild. So, interestingly, I played Terraforming Mars last night with uh, three people, only one of whom had played it before, and it was so long ago that yeah. they couldn't really remember it. And it was just the base game. Yeah. 
And so the guy who had played it once before but couldn't really remember took a beginner corporation yeah. and the other two people were masochists. Oh, that seems like a terrible choice. You should absolutely pick the beginner yeah, corporation. Yeah, yeah. I think it might even be the best corporation in the yeah, game. Yeah. So one of us had to leave, uh, one of them had to leave before we finished. Yeah. Probably about half an hour before we could have finished, but we dragged it out yeah. longer than that in the end. Um, yeah, so that game... Is I'd forgotten how much quicker pre- the Prelude expansion yeah. makes it. Yeah, um, a lot. Uh, we finished on Generation 14. Yeah. Whereas with Prelude, it's normally around 9. Yeah, you can make it a lot faster. Our last game, I think we finished on 9 with Prelude. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was a surprise to me, because when Simon was like, oh, we've got, uh, you know, two hours to play, and I'm like, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> it was not fine. I mean, we didn't start until half an hour after that discussion. Yeah. So, hmm. Could have been fine. Yeah. And then also, we took a long time to put the last few oceans on the board. Yeah. Um, that is actually... So, in theory, the base game comes with an expansion. Oh. The courts, cards... Some of the cards are marked with a symbol, which I forgot, really, which is the Enterprise expansion, which does more economy rather than just here's a lot of terraforming. Yeah. There are provisions for you could take those cards out, become in the base game. Don't make me take stuff out of the base game. <laughs> um, but then everyone starts with the with one step up of every generation of resources. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which you, if you want a really fast yeah. version of the base game, that's how you do it. Alternatively, you can just go like, well, okay, everyone generates at least one of everything. Yeah. And that speeds up the game. Later expansions have provisions for uh, like a global terraforming council, I forgot what they call it. Mm-hmm. Which where it's literally just like the first player of each generation just improves one of the terraforming parameters by one. Yeah. It doesn't get any bonuses. It just yeah. advances to make up for the fact that it can be a longer game once you add more not directly terraforming cards into the game. Yes. Yeah. It's it's an interesting game. Like you add so many cards. Like we had to shuffle the discard deck and go through it again. Oh that's not gonna happen with the No, not, not with what you've got. No. You've got so many cards. Um interestingly that is Actually, a lot, of, several of the expansions don't really add that many project cards. Yeah. Like, I think in the latest one, Turmoil, I got, it's like a dozen project cards, maybe. Sure, yeah. I mean, you're getting, I think you're... <laughs> you get a whole new mini game to go with it, so... Yeah, and you've already got so many cards at that point. Yeah. And, I mean... You can't introduce new mechanics because it would require such a large proportion of cards to be a playable mechanic. Yeah, and so you've got this interesting thing where, like, you bring, you make the the base game, and there's going to be a distribution of tags yeah. on the cards, and those cards, some cards will be like, oh, you need to have two science tags, let's say. Well, that's predicated on the d- initial design of how many science tags there are in, yeah. in the main deck. So every expansion cannot fuck with that too much. Yeah, you kind of have to keep the proportions close-ish. Unless, of course, you're not going to play that expansion um, sometimes. Yeah. And then you can take the cards from that expansion out. But once you've got these three hefty decks... Oh, I I, I have a much better version of this with the colonies <coughs> expansion, mm. where I just take the cards relating to the actual colonies out and leave the rest of the expansion in. <laughs> It's it's an interesting thing to like continue expanding that game. I, I want. I think if, I believe they're done now. They're done. Okay. I think. <sighs> I think that's a good idea. The expansions that I've played for uh, Terraforming Mars. I think we might have spoken about this already, but like the, the way I look at it, uh, this comes from the Chris Hadfield book, where like he's talking about when you join a team. So in this case, when you that's the doorbell. 
So you're going to be zero. You can be a minus one, which means you're detracting yeah. from the initial don't, game. Don't be a minus one. Uh, or plus one, where you're really adding something to it. Um, and with terraforming Mars, like they're all pretty much zeros that I've played. I think. Yeah. Which is a good thing. They don't. They're they're, they're changing the way the game plays, but they're not necessarily improving the whole. No, game it's just do you like this? Would you like more of this? Yeah. Prelude's definitely ex the exception. It makes the game faster. It allows you to spec in a direction immediately. And it's fun to start with stuff. Yeah, it is fun. And you start seeing combos go, ooh, wow, this feels really overpowered. And then you play the game. And, and like, it turns out, yeah, it shakes I, out. I got no cards that fed into this, so yeah. it was fine. And you feel colonies might be the closest to a minus one, but we probably need to play it. Yeah, we played it once, and it was just like, here's yeah. a whole new mechanic. Uh, that's a lot. Whereas... I think you look at Pandemic, and the further they went on with that, the more minus ones you got. Yeah, because you would... It just became too many. We've got all of the original Pandemic same, and its expansions. Same, and some of them we haven't played because we just looked at them like, ah, oh, no. Yeah, I just, and you, you can combine a couple of them, but the balance goes way off. I mean, I haven't really played Pandemic much. Since we did the Legacy ones. Yeah, I think we did. I think I played it twice since we did the Legacies. Um, since we started playing the Legacies. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, Terraforming Mars, I think, has a pretty good record with its expansions. I hope they are done, because... I believe it's been announced that this was yeah. the last expansion. I mean, they, you know, they've spun off into a card game. I'm sure there'll yeah. be some kind of dice thing at some point. You know, this is how yeah. games work. Um, right, I think we can wrap up there. I so think, we've got yeah. our game of the year is Terraforming Mars, yeah. with runners-up King's Dilemma and Super Fantasy Brawl. Uh, if you want to know what the winners of the other categories were... Rewind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pretty much. Thanks, yeah. thanks for listening to us ramble. If, if you made it all the way to the end, we're really sorry. Yeah, <laughs> grateful. Um, I'm meant to do sponsorship of this podcast as Mastercraft and Miniatures. So, you know, I make stuff for Bushido uh, and also 40k and maybe soon some turnip stuff. Mm. When I do scenery bits, go buy my shit, pay my mortgage, please. Right, we're going to do more podcasts this year. That's the plan. We're not committing to anything particularly concrete yet, but no. we are starting out well. We've recorded twice in uh, basically the space of a week. Yeah. So. Nailing it. Yeah. Nailing it. Now cool. all I need to do is put this on the internet. <laughs> right. right. Speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye. Turn it stuff. Mm. When I do scenery bits, go buy my shit. Pay my mortgage, please. Right, we're going to do more podcasts this year. That's the plan. We're not committing to anything particularly concrete yet, but no. we are starting out well. We've recorded twice in uh, basically the space of a week. So. Yeah. Nailing it. Yeah. Nailing it. Now cool. all I need to do is put this on the internet. <laughs> right, right. Speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Find Robot Dice Explosion at robotdiceexplosion.com, at RDE underscore podcast at Twitter, and Robot Dice Explosion on Facebook.